Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I apologize for belaboring this issue, but I have got to tell you, I have rarely received so much response from you, the listener, on the question of the future of Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. The the question I have for you is, should she lose her committee assignments due to things she said uh, before taking office? Uh, And then larger than that, should she be ousted from Congress? We've walked through uh, some of the offenses where she, uh, in various remarks and various platforms, uh, put forth supportive commentary uh, regarding QAnon. And, um, uh, you know, I'm being very careful with my language here. You know, I don't want to get this stuff wrong. Uh, She, for a time, and she explained this on the House floor today, was a believer in the QAnon conspiracy theory and would spread those beliefs on social media uh, today. In fact, I'll let you hear it for yourself. She, from the floor of the House of Representatives, on the same day that her colleagues will vote as to whether or not she should be removed from her committee assignments, uh, she said this regarding her former beliefs on QAnon. I stumbled across something, and this was at the end of 2017, called QAnon. Well, these posts were mainly about this Russian collusion information. A lot of it was some of what I would see on the news at night, and I got very interested in it. So I posted about it on Facebook. I read about it. I talked about it. I asked questions about it, and then more information came from it. But you see, here's the problem. Throughout 2018, because I was upset about things and didn't trust the government, really, because... The people here weren't doing the things that I thought they should be doing for us, the things that I just told you I cared about. So in 20, later in 2018, when I started finding misinformation, lies, things that were not true in these QAnon posts, I stopped believing it. And I want to tell you, any source, and I say this to everyone, any source of information that is a mix of truth and a mix of lies is dangerous no matter what it is saying what party it is helping, anything or any country it's about. It's dangerous. What do you think about that? Uh, There are other excerpts from her 10-minute speech on the floor of the House today that address her comments regarding school shootings uh, and her past comments regarding the attacks on September 11th. Uh, She, just to summarize real quickly, on the House floor asserts that she does believe that the various school shootings have been reported around the country actually happened, and that September 11th, the attacks on September 11th on our nation, uh, that those attacks actually did happen. Anyway, those comments have been in question in the past, and 
uh, it, the, the, the questions have become so strong, along with other comments that she has made and other social media posts that she has liked and other views communicated that uh, that there is a resolution right now as to whether or not she should hold on to her committee assignments. I put that question uh, to you. And I put it to you on uh, Facebook, on my social media platform there, Facebook. If you, uh, listen, shamelessly, would you do me a favor and make your way over to Facebook when you have a moment? Uh, just type my name in there, Lee Lonsberry. You'll see the Live Mike logo up in the corner. Uh, follow that page. It ends up being a, a great resource, uh, both for me as I you know, prepare the comments for each day's program, as well, I, I hope, uh, as source of, of information for you. Uh, both the things that we're going to be talking about on the program, as well as a number of questions to get conversations going and uh, and insights into the world around us, I guess. Uh, but nonetheless, please, if you could make your way over there, you'll see the most recent post is this, uh, the very basic question, should Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene lose her committee assignments? And uh, a number of responses have come through, uh, dozens as a matter of fact, uh, Helen here says yes. Uh, Dave writes, he says, I'm disturbed by the assertion that she should be removed because of past statement before she was elected. The voters of her state had to consider these when they voted for her to represent them. If they take action based on statements and actions while serving, then the House could and should consider them. Now, that's a great point, or at least it's a worthwhile point to explore. It is right now the House of Representatives determining her future. And like Dave here points out, uh, that that determination is based on statements she made before she was elected, statements that were available in the public forum, or at least in the searchable forum, accessible to the voters of Georgia's 4th Congressional District. Are are the will, or is the collective will, of those voters uh, being sufficiently considered here? Now, I can see this argument playing out. Uh, yes, in fact, Lee, they are, you might respond, uh, because it's not like the Congress is talking about removing her from office altogether, but rather from the committee assignments to which she has been appointed. She's got two of them. One of them's an education committee. Uh, the other has slipped my mind. But uh, one important thing to remember about those committee assignments is that the, the votes that she cast there and the work that she does there, I guess as well as her votes on the House floor, uh, but they extend well beyond uh, Georgia's 4th Congressional District. Sometimes uh, the issues brought up in committee have nothing to do at all with uh, Georgia's 4th and are specific to regions outside. And so I guess I could see an argument being made. Now, uh, that then gets us back to the merits. And then that gets us back to the responses that have come in uh, here uh, via social media and the Utah Community Credit Union text line. If, if you want to weigh in, 57500 is, again, the Utah Community Credit Union uh, text line. Uh, here's a response that came in, and it says, okay, what she's saying sounds good, but has she specifically addressed the exact statements she gave in the past? What about her harassing the school shooting survivor? Uh, that a reference to uh, David Hogg. There was a video from a few years back where uh, this representative is depicted uh, and shown on the U.S. Capitol complex. This is before she was elected to office. And she is, she's videotaped, uh, I don't want to say chasing, but walking behind uh, David Hogg. And you you likely know David Hogg from uh, his experience inside a school uh, that was under fire. Uh, He has become uh, something of an activist uh, seeking out 
firearms regulations, gun control. And she, uh, she she's giving him a hard time. And she follows him right up almost to the steps of the United States Capitol. And it was aggressive, and it, uh, it was uh, uncomfortable to watch. That's the reference there. And then the question via, via the text line here, what about what she actually said about 9-11? These words today sound like Band-Aids, frosting, frosting to cover up the, let me scroll over here, oh, the ick. Yeah. Another response comes in. She's choosing her words. She doesn't deny school shootings don't happen. She says they're orchestrated by Democrats. Well, I'm not sure about that. She needs to say uh, that she understands that they aren't part of a big scheme. I understand that. Um, Last point that I would make before we go to a commercial break, and when we come back, uh, I'm very much looking forward to this topic. Uh, We're going to take a break from Washington, uh, finally, and we're going to look at something playing out at the Taylorsville High School. There is a a high school junior there who really wants to see the school host a dance. And yet, due to COVID restrictions, not likely to happen right now. We'll get into that in a moment. But the last point that I would make is, if, if Democrats today set a precedent, and remove Marjorie Taylor Greene from her committee assignments. What's to say that should, that if in 2022 Republicans take control of the House, that there won't be a whole slew of these types of resolutions? I'm not arguing for or against any of the merits of this. Uh, and yes, I know that Representative King uh, was removed from his committee assignments not that long ago. Uh, but you do have to, because there are certain realities uh, within which we live, you do have to consider the political ramifications. And you wonder how much of that will be considered as members of Congress today, House members specifically, vote on to whether or not remove Marjorie Taylor Greene from her two committee assignments in the House of Representatives. Quick break, then we're talking dance. The story plays out a lot like Footloose. Stick around, it's fun. We'll chat next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.